Hey everyone, this is Josh Sanchez, host of the Swoop Radio podcast on Anchor.fm, a sports podcast that focuses on the NBA, MLB, NHL, and the NFL, as well as the college game. What Swoop Radio does is he gives up-to-date information on what's going on with all the leagues and the college game, and also puts his little twist on it and his opinions on it. But if you guys have any disagreements or agree with a point with what Josh is saying, feel free to call into the station at Anchor Voice Messages, and you guys might even be put on a future episode. But you can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many other listening platforms. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. You can also check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Instagram at swoop radio underscore that is swoop radio underscore i hope you guys enjoy the podcast hey everyone and welcome back to the newest edition of the swoop radio station here It's your boy, Josh Sanchez, and man, what a time of year it is for sports. This is my favorite time of the year. It's summertime. Swoop Radio has officially done his summer classes. I got that 93 on my science class. I finished my first summer class in the process of doing two online classes now, but but man, this is Swoop Radio's favorite time of the year. Because you have the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously. You have the Bruins and and Blues tied at 2-2. This is rematch of a a Stanley Cup in the 1970s when the Bruins defeated the Blues in the Stanley Cup. But um, you have the Stanley Cup going. Then you have the NBA Finals. Right now the series is 1-1. Game 3 will be tomorrow night or tonight, actually. My fault, tonight. As the Golden State Warriors will have a limped Clay Thompson and KD will not play in Game 3 versus a fully stacked Raptors team. That game should be very interesting. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Then you have the heat of the baseball season. Obviously, the Phillies have bad news with Andrew McCutcheon. He officially tore his ACL and he is out for the entire season. So the Phillies lose a big bat, but they also traded for Jay Bruce, and he hit two bombs last night, including a grand slam uh, for the Phillies. So what a debut for Jay Bruce, and that trade could not have come at a better time and place for the Philadelphia Phillies. But then also, yesterday is the first day of the mandatory training camp And wow, Tom Brady, age 42, is going into another NFL season. And he is fully ready to show everyone why he is the GOAT. And he is going to continue to become the greatest greatest quarterback of all time, greatest player of all time in the NFL. And he's just going to continue to add rings to his resume. He's coming off of his sixth Super Bowl championship. But all this, all this does is just get me ready for the NFL season. I've not really had much time to talk about the Eagles, so I was going to start uh, today's segment. I was going to do a little Eagles talk for all my Philly sports talk fans out there because this might be the best Eagles team on paper, especially on the offensive side of the end. 
of the of the ball. Um, before I get into the Eagles, though, obviously we know Joshua Anthony. Uh, he wants a rematch. Uh, he lost to Ruiz Jr. Uh, in a boxing match. So there was even fun, there was even boxing going on. So that just shows you guys that this is the peak time of sports. You have all the sports all all around. Um, the college game, I know the College World Series for baseball is coming up soon. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff that I could talk about and go in so many different directions about. But for the most, of the, for the majority of this podcast, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do some Eagles talk first. Um, again, and to everyone that wants to um, voice in and chime in about the Eagles or any other NFL team, um, feel free to. Um, we all know Adama Kinsu signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to so the Los Angeles Rams, lose a huge lineman. Um, so that's another, that's some other news around the NFL. Uh, I, I know I'm a little bit late to the party when it comes to that, but it's always good to have everyone get like a quick refresher. Um, the Eagles, obviously, they drafted Andre Dillard. Um, great. He's an amazing pass blocker. He is going to fit right in. He's going to fit right into that rotation for the Philadelphia Eagles. But from top to bottom, this Eagles team is stacked. You have Deshaun Jackson. You have Alshon Jeffrey. You have Zach Ertz. You have Dallas Godart. You have Aguilar in the slot. You got that rookie wide receiver that is a red zone threat. Carson Wentz now has all the weapons in his disposal. And then you have Jordan Howard in the backfield. And then you also have the Penn State running back out of the backfield as a backup. And then possibly Corey Clement or Wendell Smallwood as your third back. Uh, Josh Adams, as much as it hurts to say this, I do not see Josh Adams fitting with this team anymore because Jordan Howard is that north-south runner that Josh Adams was. And this is and this is Jordan Howard's contract year. This is a big year for him. So you know that he's really going to step out and he's going to really ball. But the X factor in this Eagles offense is going to have to be Dallas Godart. Uh, the way out he's going to get open. Just remember, all my Eagles fans listening, just remember Aaron Hernandez and Gronk with the Patriots a couple almost a decade ago. That is crazy. It's been almost a decade since I've since I've seen that combination. That is insane. But that's what you're going to get in the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, it's all going to come down to how is he going to play. If he's going to be a Carson Wentz of old, oh man, watch out guys. This Eagles offense could easily average 30 points a night. Um another question mark though Brandon Brooks, um he did tear his Achilles in the NFC divisional round uh, playoff game against the New Orleans Saints. He is another question mark, though, and the Eagles offensive line. But the Eagles got Def and Dillard. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you have Maddox. You have all these secondary players that the cornerback position is just going to be rotated. And the Eagles have a lot of depth because Jalen Mills is back. Sidney Jones is back. All those injuries that they had in the secondary Everyone's back. I know Malcolm Jenkins has been holding off, but uh, Malcolm Jenkins is the captain. He is the soul of the Eagles defense, and he deserves to get paid. I understand that he's getting old in age, but he deserves to get paid. He played every single snap uh, last year. Pay that man his money. He earned every cent of that money. So you have J- uh, you have Jenkins. You have that, that fire Eagles defense, that defensive line with Cox. Uh, Jernigan, uh, it's 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 going to be an amazing season for the Eagles. And as an Eagles fan, I'm excited. This might be the most talented team.
the Eagles have ever had. So this year is a Super Bowl or bust. I will be on the record to say this year is a Super Bowl or bust, at least the NFC title game. Um, last year, I could definitely see the Eagles taking steps back just because we lost a lot of guys. I know Chris Long also retired, so and, and Michael Bennett also did leave as well. So those are two big losses, but the Eagles will, will pick up right where they left off. And uh, Jim Swartz, he does have some work to do with adjusting and adding the new pieces to uh, this Eagles defense. The Eagles, a very rated, underrated signing was that linebacker the Eagles got from the Washington Redskins. He is very underrated, and he could definitely provide added depth to the Eagles defensive line in that front seven. He might even start right away. That's how good of a player he is. Um, so I am absolutely excited for this Eagles season, and I can't wait. Now, Dallas has a good team as well, um, but I, I think this Eagles team should easily be 13-3. and three. The schedule also favors the Eagles as well. Um, the Eagles do not have that many, do not have far road trips at all. Um, so I am absolutely excited for, for the Eagles and bring it on. Like, bring it on. Um, I wish the NFL would start right now. That's how excited I am. But you have about a month and a half. And then the Eagles will kick off preseason against the Titans. But I'm going to name you guys Eagles schedule real quick. And, and I'm going to go game by game to see uh, if it's a win or not a win. Eagles at home against the Redskins. That's a win for the Eagles. They're 1-0. Eagles on the road in Atlanta. Here's a quick note when it comes to whenever the Eagles play bird teams the winning team always wins this series so I will pick Atlanta to win week two Eagles fans call me crazy but stats are stats and Eagles take on the Lions in Philly Eagles are beating the Lions Eagles at Green Bay I love the Eagles in that matchup Green Bay has lost a lot they're not the same team they once were Eagles Jets Eagles Eagles at the Vikings. Very good game. I think the Eagles get their revenge from last year. So right now, the Eagles are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 1 going into the, into the season. Eagles at Dallas. I'll, I'll pick the Cowboys in that one, 5-2. I think they'll split with the Cowboys this year. Eagles-Bills, 6-2. Bills stink. Eagles-Bears rematch. I think the Eagles will win 7-2. Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl rematch. Oh, man. I got the Eagles beating the Patriots. They're at home. 8-2. Eagles in Seattle. Seattle's not the same team they once were. Eagles 9-2. Eagles in Miami. I'm not going to lie. I already told <laughs> I already told my girlfriend that she can give me a Christmas present, an early Christmas present. If you can buy two tickets to Miami on December 1st, I would love to take a trip to Miami. But I got the Eagles beating the Dolphins. 10-2, Eagles-Giants, easy Giants. Eagles are going to beat the Giants, 11-2. Eagles-Redskins, I uh, got the Eagles winning that one, 12-2. Cowboys, 13-2. And, and then probably the Eagles will take a break and lose to the Giants week 17 and get that bye. So I got the Eagles at 13-3. I'm expecting 13-3. If this team does not get injured and if all the pieces fall into place, and if Carson Wentz is the Carson Wentz of old, the Eagles are going to go 13-3, and and they will be going to at least the NFC title game. This year is a Super Bowl or bust. I love what Howie Roseman's doing. I have all the confidence in the world in Howie Roseman. He has been 
amazing. He took a Chip Kelly depleted team that lost all the pieces to a Super Bowl champion team in two years. And now what he's doing is he got Deshaun Jackson back. And man, I am absolutely excited for this season. And I'm expecting 13 and 3. I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting Eagles to come out of the of the NFC. I didn't say that last year. I was not really as confident. I thought the Eagles would be in the playoffs. They did. They were in they were literally an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from going to another title game. So that's how close this team is again to reaching the promised land. I just think this year they have enough talent. They're going to and that talent's going to get them over the hump. But some uh, other news in the NFL, big prayers and, and and thoughts are out to Nick Foles and his family. Uh, Nick Foles, was, he skipped voluntary workouts because he was dealing with a family uh, conflict. And my my condolences and prayers are always out to Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a god in, in the city of Philadelphia. He brought that first chip. So I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope he's still a Jaguars quarterback by the time we play them in uh, in two years, there's two more years, including next year, so three years altogether. So I hope I hope we get to play against Nick Foles in the future. I would love for that to happen. But all right, now we're going to transition. Now with some quick Eagles talk. Now I'm going to transition. Obviously, we know the and the NBA is in full swing. You have <laughs> you have the Raptors and the Warriors going at it. Kevin Durant has been out the first two games. And the Toronto should have won game two. Not going to lie, watching game two, if the Raptors lose this series, that's the game where they're going to go back and look and see, like, that's the one that got away. Uh, The Raptors, they were up by double digits in the first half. Then the Warriors entered the third quarter on an 18 to nothing run. They started the third quarter, my fault, with with 18 straight points. How does that happen? You're you're at home of the NBA Finals, and you give up an 18 to nothing run run on your home court. That just shows you again Warriors greatness and how great of a team they are. Andre Iguodala hit the dagger, go ahead three point shot to seal the deal for the Warriors, and it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to Clay Thompson because we all know Clay Thompson he got nicked up because he was trying to draw a foul. All these shooters nowadays are just trying to draw fouls, sticking their legs out, trying to get those free three throws. And that that almost cost him his hamstring. So Klay Thompson needs to be careful. But the Marcus Cousins was the MVP of game two. Curry may have had 23 points. But the Marcus Cousins had 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists off the bench. And he really gave that the Warriors uh, an added boost in that second unit as well as in the starting unit. And you can tell that the Warriors needed every single thing the Marcus Cousins did in order for them to win. But Kawhi Leonard had over 30 points, but he but Kawhi Leonard's been getting double teamed a lot in this series. And you can tell he's getting fatigued later in games by running around the double teams a lot. Even though he had 30, but he he had 15, he won 15 or 15 for 15 in the free throw line. So a lot of his points, half of his points, were from the free throw line. So that's what Kawhi Leonard has to do and has to continue to do as the series shifts to Golden State. But with Klay Thompson being limited and Kevin Durant being out, Game 3 is a must-win for the for the Raptors. If they want to win this series, 
They have to win game three. It's a must. They have to win game three. Every game KD is not playing, you have to win. Because the second KD comes back, KD could be at 70%. The Warriors would steamroll the Raptors because Kevin Durant is that much of a difference maker. And he is one of the best players in the world. I would put Kawhi Leonard ahead of Kevin Durant right now just because Kawhi Leonard's healthy. And he has done more in these playoffs than Kevin Durant has with far less talent. But I will say this, though. Kevin Durant is probably either one or two, depending on the person right now in the NBA. And you got to give this man his props. Regardless of him being on a super team and being, he's the best player on the super team. He's the reason why the Warriors went back to back. You got to recall his game three performances in back to back finals. Kevin Durant is no joke, and he is a bad man. So, just to put that little NBA Finals talk um, in into into action. Um, obviously, we also know the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Bruins they tied the series two two Monday night, defeating the Bruins four to two. St. Louis and Boston. It was their, uh, St. Louis was up two to one after the first period. Boston tied the game in the second period. And then St. Louis scored two unanswered goals. So the Blues now are tied with the Boston Bruins 2-2. And this Bruins team was very slept on going into the playoffs because obviously we know the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, tied the NHL record for most points in a season but they got swept in the postseason to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ha! You want to talk about folds? That might be one of the worst choke jobs I've ever witnessed following sports. You set a record and you not only get upset by the eighth seed, you get swept by the eighth seed. And I know that hockey playoffs, anyone can win. And hockey's the one sport where you can all you got to do is get in and you can win. Like Flyers, the year they went to the Stanley Cup, they were a seven seed. But come on now. You got to do better. You set the record. You have the best team. You have Stamkos. You have all these weapons. And you get swept to the Blue Jackets. Come on. Blue Jackets are a good team, but come on. It's it's time. You got you got to respect. You just got to respect it. And I know that I'm not really respecting the Blue Jackets at all. But the Bruins, they got slept on. They had they had the second best record in, in, the, in that Eastern Conference. So, again, that just shows you. Boston was just sneaky and they just get in. But Boston fans are just so spoiled. They had the Red Sox last year. They have the Patriots this year. They had the Patriots two uh, two years ago. They had the Red Sox again. They had the Bruins a couple years ago. Like they they just like they just always winning. You have Boston in 08. Like when has there not been a year when Boston has won a championship? Like come on. That's why I'm rooting for St. Louis to win. Game five is tomorrow at eight o'clock p.m. And then game six will be Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. And game seven, if necessary, Wednesday, June 12th at 8 o'clock. So that was a quick little Stanley Cup um, announcement because obviously this is the best time of sports. Um, 
as we transition to ba- baseball, I was going to do a quick little segment on baseball, and then I was going to wrap up Swoop Radio. I would like to stay around 20, 25 minutes of podcast to give you guys up-to-date news and, up in your, in my opinion, on what's going down uh, in all the sports. But, man, baseball. Phillies got swept by the Dodgers. Very disappointed uh, in the Phillies and how they put it stacked up against the Dodgers because that's a very key series. You want to know where you stack up against the best team in the, in the NL. The Dodgers have been the best team in the NL for back-to-back seasons now. So you got to give them respect when respect is due. And the Phillies got swept. There was a lot of disappointment. I know it was errors. Errors cost us one game. Uh, we got blown out 9-0 on Sunday, so that was no good. And then Friday night, we struggled as well. And then the, and then the Phillies also lost last night too. But they defeated the Padres and ended that four-game skid. Even though McCutcheon did tear his ACL and Jay Bruce has been traded to the Phillies, already hitting two bombs. So baseball is in full swing. And the Phillies, um, I'm excited about the Phillies. And I'm excited for uh, the rest of the season. I'm going to go to a couple games um, later on. And I'm going to start doing my passport. I'm going to start posting pictures when I'm at other ballparks. Because you got to. Um baseball is my passion baseball is my drive and I love that the Phillies are back and they're in the swing of things I can be I can actually feel emotions when it comes to the Phillies so we just have to wait and see um, what's in store but the Phillies are up right now nine to six top of the ninth two outs Um, I am recording this podcast late night so it'll be posted first thing in the morning and for all my viewers listening um, right now, as we go through the baseball standings, because it's good to talk about the baseball standings. Right now, the Yankees sit atop of the American League East without Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. They are 38 and 21. The Rays are right behind them, 35 and 23. Boston is in third place, 31 and 29. In the Central, you have the Twins. They are 40 and 19. The Indians are 30 and 30. So the Twins are steamrolling right now in the Central. Then out West, you have the Houston Astros up nine and a half games to the Texas Rangers. Houston is 41 and 20. In the East, the Phillies and Braves are tied 33 and 27. In the Central, you have Chicago and Milwaukee tied pretty much. Chicago's 33 and 26. Milwaukee's 34 and 27. And then out west, you have the Dodgers up 10 and a half games over the Colorado Rockies. They are 49 and 19. So that is a quick little standings update in the, in the MLB. And as the season goes on, it's 162 games. So there's a lot of baseball left. I recommend, I'm going to end on this note from my baseball fans listening. I think what baseball needs to do in order to increase ratings, make the season shorter, cut the season a month. So that'll make August, baseball in August, relevant. You have the postseason in September, and then the last game will be like beginning of October because that's when football is not really as popular as in September. You'll have more viewership in the playoffs, and that is my suggestion. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and on the Anchor app. Just search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys have a wonderful night, wonderful day. Be safe out there. This is Josh signing off. Swoop.